1: Well, hello Seattle, hello Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I am your host Christopher Chan, Advent Smolier, your weekend wine guy, and your uh, well, your goblin is something. Hey, tis the weekend; it's uh, Halloween weekend, and I hope you've got some spooky, scary things lined up. Uh, remember, the kids are out there on Monday, so drive slowly if you're out and about, and uh, you know, don't always give them the candy; give them some tricks. I uh, I was uh, recently in Hong Kong back in May, and I bought some of these uh, individually wrapped teriyaki chicken feet, and I'm giving those out for Halloween, as well as the brand new I up the game this year, I actually have some individually wrapped duck tongues, all from Asia. You can—they're all inspected, and uh, how about that individually wrapped? You can only have one anytime. I need a stack. It—it's uh, all about the tricks and treats. And speaking of treats, I've got uh, another great show. So happy you're joining me right here on 570 KVI, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. every Saturday night. If you ever miss a show, check out the website. It's HappyHourRadio.net. And uh, my two—one uh, my two studio. Uh, what are you? We got to get a nickname for you, Halloween cats out here. Um, I've got Chef. Ziggy Helgeson, who is from Iceland, and he's uh, in town for The Taste of Iceland, which uh, has taken place here in the month of October, and he'll be traveling uh, North America, actually, spreading the gospel of this beautiful cuisine that uh, not many of us are very familiar with. If you remember, we had a show last year. We had uh, celebrated The Taste of Iceland, Um, but I was excited to have him back because I want to learn more, and of course, when Icelandic Air is going to fly me over there to could really do some more investigation and some research. I'll be doing my reporting uh, live from Iceland. And uh, also, I've got Mike Martin here. He is the new founder, well, the founder the owner of uh, the Walls Vineyards here in Walla Walla. He's got a brand-new winemaking team, a uh, brother and sister duo. They could be the Wonder Twins, I guess. It's uh, Allie and Jake Mayfield. Um, and he's going to p- turn me on to some of his brand-new releases. But right now, uh, it is the holiday season because this is a holiday, right? It's October, and uh, I want to welcome Ziggy Helgeson. How do you say welcome in Iceland?
2: Uh, we say
1: Welcome <laughs> yeah. This is very Germanic. Excellent. Hey, so you are a renowned chef um, working at the Radisson Blue Sea Hotel.
2: Yeah, Saga Hotel.
1: Yeah, and uh, obviously Iceland, an island, 300,000 yeah. people. Um, what people might not know is, I bet you've got great seafood, right? We can we can assume that, but what are the other ingredients that grow in Iceland?
2: Uh, we have quite a lot of ingredients, obviously. Uh, we are proud of our lamb. Uh, those animals are free all summer long in the mountains, feeding on the herbal herbs, we have
1: I like that you can think these lambs are like this is living, this is wonderful. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Definitely, Sunbathing so all summer. So, you got lamb. Um, what about agricultural? Do you have grains? Do you have uh,
2: what other product? Fruits? Uh, not many fruits. No. Uh, the climate is really cold uh, <laughs> and kind of
1: dark sometimes,
2: yeah, uh, in the winter time. Yeah. But uh, we gained uh, 24 hour sunlight in the summer instead. Mm. And uh, before that, we could, because of that, we can uh, grow a lot of vegetables in the summer. Oh, yeah. And uh, they taste amazing because they grow really slowly. So the carrot tastes sweeter somehow. Oh.
1: Because <laughs> it actually grew when you were able to harvest it. You're like, ah, oh, this is the best carrot I've ever had. So fun, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, there is some difference.
1: So, where are the farms located
2: in Iceland? Uh, many of them are located in the south coast, right. south and southwest coast.
1: I wonder what the latitude is up there. Uh,
2: Twenty. Uh, 18? Yeah, it's it's pretty close close to the sea or inland in a low uh, altitude.
1: All right, and uh, as you have beef, you have uh, pork. Yeah, Do you have other yeah, yeah, we livestock?
2: Have, we have everything basically. We have yeah, beef chickens, pork, all the usuals. You have McDonald's? Uh, no. Good. And we are proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, good. Also, uh, we have wild animals like a uh, reindeer. Really? Yeah.
1: And uh, when, so hunting is a big way yeah, to feed yeah, the family, we,
2: right? Because a uh, small country and we keep, need to keep the livestock uh, at the correct number. Right. Because our nature is really delicate. Yeah, quite uh, the ecosystem. Yeah, so uh, every fall we put down quite a lot of animals.
1: So you have some, uh, well, and do they keep the hides? I mean, is there a big industry there for uh, reindeer? Do you get antlers? Uh, and-
2: no, there's not. It's a more local local trade. Oh, I see. And uh, it's uh, taking care of health, healthy caribou, and uh, most of the tears go straight to the restaurants.
1: <laughs> Do not pass go. Go straight to the restaurant. Cool. Speaking with uh, Chef Z Helgeson, who is, the well, the ambassador of Iceland this week, this month here in the North America. You are traveling and um, presenting a special menu. So you did a dinner at the Carlisle Room, and uh, yeah. you worked with the, the chef there. Tell us about that menu. Uh,
2: yeah, that menu is... Uh, Representing uh, the local ingredients from Iceland, I brought with me char uh, charcot and lamb, bilberries for dessert. So if I walk you through the menu, uh, the first course, uh, I brought it with me. Yeah. It's a, it's a cured and cooked char. Uh, it's a... I want to have it... Uh, Quite close to traditional, so traditional way of cooking or making char or salmon in Iceland.
1: So cold smoked or cold cured?
2: Uh, it's uh, cured in uh, dill uh-huh. and uh, instead of uh, curing it all the way like the traditional method, it's uh, cured very shortly, only half an hour hmm. and then it's cooked at uh, 47 degrees Celsius.
1: Help me out. <laughs> uh,
2: that's uh, pretty close to body temperature.
1: Oh, okay. Sous vide. Sous vide. Yeah. Uh huh. That's how you do it.
2: Uh, and wow. uh, it will change the proteins a little bit, and uh, texture comes different.
1: And so, Arctic char is uh, really a member of the salmon family, right? Or is yeah. it part of the trout family? What well, kind of all related? Pink flesh. And these are not wild fish in Iceland. You these are actually uh, aquaculture.
2: Yeah, uh, we have uh, excellent farms there they uh, really take care of the growing. Uh, fish grow slowly in a cold water and the uh, water is circulated so yeah. so the fish is moving the whole time right this is
1: not tilapia <laughs> sitting <laughs> in some Indonesian pool um interesting what about the whaling industry do you is there some do, do people still su- subsist on the sea is yeah, there was yeah. there whaling
2: yeah we are still whaling uh uh, yeah, whale well on your menu? Uh, it's no, uh, I don't have it on a menu. Uh, th- it's because of uh, we do mainly set menus, oh, and you oh don't right. have a choice the what menu, what, yes. what you are eating. Yeah. So if you don't have a choice, it's really hard for our tourism. Sure, we uh, we want them to have the choice if they choose to eat whale. Well. So
1: this Arctic char is actually beautiful. Looks like you have some herb oil. Looks like a creme fraiche with uh, a little cure. Uh,
2: the the duck in the middle is uh emulsion made of uh, oyster. Uh, so the oyster they they are local from here. Oh. Uh, I want to. Uh, I was curious about uh, the oysters from uh, Seattle area. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, they are excellent. Excellent. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like them a
1: lot. We take pride in. Uh, Taylor and Shellfish Farms and all those folks.
2: So uh, the oyster gives a really nice sweet sea flavor to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I have some tiara on top of the char Yeah, little fish eggs. And uh, there's also uh, rye bread, uh, traditional. I was going to say that
1: was rye, it looked nice and dark and brown. And this is not your rye crisp, this is a very, very thin, delicate wafer.
2: Yeah, uh, usually we eat, eat uh, like uh, smoked salmon on a thick slice of this bread, but uh, I sliced it really thinly and uh, crisped it.
1: And you mentioned air as we were getting acquainted, that this particular bread is traditionally baked in a volcanic oven, yeah. underground.
2: Yeah, uh traditional way to do this bread in Iceland is uh, basically you do the butter and you put it in a mold and dig it underground near recently active volcano.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, uh your turn to go <laughs> bake the bread, buddy. It's it's roaring.
2: Yeah, it's uh you know, we have a lot of hot spots in Iceland.
1: Yeah, that's what makes it so fun. You got the, the hot springs and it's really the the fountain of youth in some respects.
2: Yeah and uh all the geothermal Our energy fountain of warmth perhaps. So uh that helps us a lot in karting also. So greenhouses Oh yeah is all uh, heated up in uh geothermal energy way.
1: Is the government really um, being progressive in how you farm for the, how you provide food for the country because you are so isolated?
2: Yeah, the the farmers are supported a lot and uh, we are really, we want the industry to grow in Iceland. And sure. And uh, gardening is uh, growing rapidly now and that's really joyful to see that.
1: Yeah, that's fun. Well, um, so second course, the, the first course here for your. Uh, is this the same menu that you're ha- traveling around the country with? Uh,
2: yeah. Relatively, uh, of uh, some uh, local ingredients? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do uh, the same menu in Toronto. Uh, the char is the first course, and then I have a cart. I brought some Icelandic seaweed called uh, dulse. Really? For that dish. Is it green? Uh, no, it's purple. It's purple seaweed? Yeah. All right, you could put, yeah. Well, and that's it's a uh, has kind of unami taste or like uh, bonito flakes. Oh, really? And It's a really, really interesting taste. Is that it.
1: something you serve fresh or cured or uh, is it dried?
2: I, I did dry it and powder it for that dish, but uh, we use it fresh and uh, dried. Both and so
1: what kind of codfish is this? What's the popular codfish or the whitefish up
2: in uh, Iceland? Uh, the cod is our main Thing in a white fight, fight fish, uh, the cod is uh,
1: like a true cod or yeah, yeah yeah cool. So what's next? So we got char, we got cod, and, and then
2: then then there's a lamp filo lamp. Ooh, and uh, it's seasoned with uh, herbs I brought from Iceland. The same herbs the lamp is feeding on during the summer. <laughs> Perfect. So, so is for that is also cropper sauce, and uh, the last course is. Uh, made of bilberries. Uh, bilberries. So, bilberries. Bi- so bilberry sorbet, really intense flavor and a dark color. Uh, also brought skir, which is an uh, Icelandic dairy product. Uh, an
1: Icelandic what product?
2: Dairy. Date. Dairy product. Dairy li- product. Like, like a yogurt. Okay. But it's uh, non-fat, absolutely oh, non-fat in it, and uh, it's really dry in taste. So it's really nice to use for cooking, yeah, so, because you can add in all the fat and all the sugar you want, <laughs> and you <laughs> still have the acidiness right. and uh, and uh, te- uh, texture and taste of the skyr.
1: Interesting. And so you are actually classically trained from um, Luxembourg, and then of course been in England. So you've had a world of of different perspective on cuisine.
2: Yeah, I did my school in Iceland, okay. and uh, after that I went to Luxembourg. Uh, and, Luxembourg.
1: And you won an award. I mean you you were like in 2015 you were a contestant in the uh d'Or.
2: Yeah, Pucostior. Uh it's a competition in France. Uh It's called like a, it's a world championship yeah. of individual in cooking. Uh it's a lot of process. Uh for me it took 2 years. Uh the competition is held every 2 years. And uh And the year between, we have like a European semi final, and it's an identical competition. So, actually, there are two of them, and uh, it's a lot of preparation, as I said. I Uh, bet. They uh, did you on knife skills
1: um, and then presentation. It's a mystery basket, I imagine. uh,
2: It's a prepared and mystery basket. Okay. So fun.
1: Well, um, this, this beautiful char dish is, is uh, tempting me, and it's in front of me right now. I don't see any forks, so I might just have to go uh, hands behind the back and do some bobbin for apples or bobbin for char here. <laughs> um, hey, folks, I'm speaking with Chef Ziggy Helgeson from Iceland. He is the ambassador for of the culinary talents of of iceland and he's uh um participating in the taste of iceland tour here in the united states excited to have him had a dinner at the carlisle room if you haven't been there that's a hot little spot uh coming up on the show i got mike martin again the founder of the walls vineyard and uh stick around folks we come back for this break we'll have more with chef ziggy helgeson of iceland on happy hour radio
0: Start your day the right way. John Carlson, live and local, six to ten a.m. Talk Radio Five Seventy KVI. You're in the know with KVI One and O Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan.
1: All right, folks. Hey, Happy Halloween Radio. We should be uh, having some trick or treats in studio with Mike Martin, the uh, founder of the Walls Vineyard in Walla Walla, and Chef Ziggy Helgeson, who was part of the Taste of Iceland tour here in the United States, and what's cool about that is that they've got cultural experiences, obviously art and literature, um, and of course some music. Uh, I'm really f- fond of music. I used to be a musician. I still play a lot of music in my head, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, chef, you're working with Carlisle Room, Chef, um, and the executive chef there, you you guys planned this menu together, or how did this sort of
2: come uh, about? Yeah, uh, I did... Uh send uh, recipes basically from Iceland and uh, we collaborate uh, about the produce I'm getting from here because obviously I didn't brought everything from Iceland not the vegetables and herbs and stuff except for the herbs for the lamp. and uh, he has been helping me like uh, with everything here uh, I'm it's my first time in Seattle uh, I don't know the market and uh, I need staff to be able to create this sure. fabulous dinner for, we are doing 100 person per night for four nights. So it's a 400 total. Uh, That's a
1: lot of little baby char. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot of char
2: and uh, it's a lot of job and uh, they have an excellent crew there, excellent staff and uh, really helpful with everything.
1: Now how did the ch- the Carla Room come into play? I mean, I, I, I know that they probably did it last year two years ago or no last year right i think they were there as well or did you this is just something through iceland air and is there's a local yeah. pr company that helps coordinate it
2: yeah it's uh... iceland naturally uh... coordinates the whole whole thing
1: perfect segue iceland naturally dot com is a website which you can well figure out what's happening up in iceland and uh... if you want to go to their facebook page, it's iceland naturally it's pretty easy Um i gotta check out that website i i got your bio and uh... You are overseeing a very special restaurant. You called it Griot, right? Griot? Grilled.
2: Grilled. Yeah. it's <laughs> a, In Icelandic, it's a, it's a translation for the grill. The grill. And uh, the restaurant is uh, 60 years old, but it has long, gone through a lot of changes. Uh, Trying to find it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I came there 2010 and I took over 2011. Hmm. And uh, since then, uh, what I've, I'm really keen about, this restaurant and the hotel, is uh, it's owned by Farm Association in Iceland. So the hotel is franchise uh restaurant hotel, and uh, I like that relationship with uh, farmers.
1: Yeah. Well, every chef would. It's like even winemakers. I want to know who's growing my grapes before I just start making wine, yeah, investing exactly. all my time. Exactly. Um, so fun, well, this dish is here. We found a utensil so I can be civilized. i'm gonna try a bite of this and tell us about your your menu uh at
2: grilled uh the menu in grilled is a project driven menu so so uh, we are always searching for nice produce in iceland and uh that's how the menu involves, basically. We are, we are not asking for the something special, but we are really we know what we want. But we grab what's. you surely
1: truly a table up there, right? Because you can't go too far.
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You're not
1: driving from another state, so to speak.
2: Yeah, definitely. So uh, what I I also like is to uh, keep clear taste, you know, clever taste, pure, 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 yes, and uh, simple dishes.
1: And um, I, I imagine you'll have some time to dine around Seattle because we have quite the burgeoning culinary cuisine. That's the name, burgeoning. I mean, heck, it's uh, world class. Great James Beard awarding chefs and, of course, all the local produce. And uh, you have been to the Pike's Place Market?
2: Uh, not yet. Oh, uh, wow. I've been quite busy since I came preparing for for the evenings. But yes. uh, uh, hopefully, I'll have some time well, uh, in the end of the week.
1: Yeah, maybe while it's still sunny. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so fun. And. Iceland naturally. Um, are you listed on there so people can find your your bio and, and your restaurant? Uh, yeah, I'm listed.
2: there. Awesome uh,
1: yeah. Well, I'm uh, welcome to Seattle. I hope you enjoy your your experience here and uh, I hope you get to try some wine from Washington and some beers. you like beer?
2: Yeah, of course, I'm okay. a chef.
1: That's right. Who doesn't. Uh well, I see yeah, people, who, I'm not sure. Teetotalers, I guess they're called. Um anyway, Chef Siggy Helgeson, uh Taste of Iceland, icelandnaturally.com. What a treat. Uh your dish here, the char, fantastic. It's um very delicate because you said you had it sous vide at a very low temperature, so it's very very it's uh it's almost like frosting because it's it's delicate, but when you bite into it, it's it's got some texture soft, um, but firm. I think the uh, the roe is always nice, little little yeah, yeah. pouches of they flavor. And the the herbs and the crackers, so tasty. Um, and I like the oyster spin, the way to infuse something local. So Chef yeah. Siggy Helgeson, thanks so much for joining me on Happy
2: Hour Radio. Thank you very much.
1: All right. So Mike Martin, um, I have to say that I just tried your Chardonnay with this dish, and it pairs beautifully. And uh, I should say, Mike Martin, uh, founder of The Walls Vineyard in Walla Walla. Hey, welcome to Happy Hour.
3: Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh,
1: so fun um, We haven't had a chance to meet before and I've been in this business a long time and I'm excited to know that you're a neighbor in Walla Walla So tell me about this project The Walls Vineyards
3: uh, I'd love to It's a it's a new winery uh, new being um, our first wines are actually out and released early this year in the spring. It's a, a collaboration between me and Ali Mayfield, who's a uh, winemaker in Walla Walla, who's a, a graduate of the Community College uh, Enology Program, and uh, someone who I've met along my my year's uh, uh, splitting my time between Walla Walla and uh, Western Washington.
1: Well, before you got to Walla Walla, you were just visiting on weekends, and we mentioned and chuckled about. Um, you must have some other gig to sort of provide some resources to go
3: down this path? Yes. By day, I uh, I work at a not-so-small software company out in Redmond hmm. that uh, most of your listeners are sure Not a startup, them. right? Not a startup, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, as, you, as you can imagine, uh, you need some, uh, some way to pay the bills as you start... Uh, the winery process.
1: Exciting times. Um, you have a partner. Or is this all you? Well,
3: I have a I have a winemaking a partner, winemaker, right? uh, a founder, co-founder. It's it's I'm the owner of the of the uh, of the winery, but Allie is uh, I, I'm the capital. She's the talent, as I like to say. Yes,
1: <laughs> very good. It's important to have both, obviously, as we know. Um,
3: where are these vineyards? And these are all your wines are from your own estate. No, we we actually contract uh, from a, a variety of vineyards, uh, mostly vineyards that Allie's worked with along her, her path. She's uh, She worked at uh, Foundry Vineyards and Corliss and Long Shadows along the way. So she's had the opportunity to establish some great relationships with various vineyards. So we really have three main kind of nexus. Uh, our estate vineyard that we will be planting soon is in Milton Water in the Rocks District, uh, oh, wow. as many of your listeners, I'm sure, are very familiar with. So that's a property we were able to acquire last year, and now we're in the process of uh, of designing and picking out, you know, what we're going to plant and where. And do they need uh, the irrigation in the rocks? Uh, yeah. No, we we do have a little bit, especially as the vines are younger. I think uh, one of the great things about the rocks is that the the vines can go so deep that I think over time uh, the need goes away. But certainly in the early years, uh, it's and and of course on the, depending on the weather. But that's uh, one area of focus, and we do actually work with some vineyards in the Rocks currently for some of our wines that are, are coming uh, in the future. Um, have another... you tasted a lot of Rocks wines? I have. I have. I've tasted more since I started a winery and bought property down there, right. so it's, uh, it's an interesting...
1: Uh... That'd be kind of fun to taste uh, a lineup of Rocks wines to see how similar and yet different they might be.
3: No, I think I think uh, it's it's fascinating. Certainly, one thing about the rocks, uh, it's hard to mistake those wines for other other parts. Of, it uh, is
1: amazing. It's just something you would never ever understand. I and they can't even define it. How do you? There's no such thing as terroir, and yet, or minerality, and yet, it tastes different than everything else.
3: It does, and I'm I'm excited to kind of get Allie's uh, take on the rocks. I think she's got a certain style. She's an old world. Uh, minimalist style in terms of her winemaking, um, but I'm very, I'm very interested and excited to kind of see uh, her t- her particular take. Certainly, uh, other winemakers, Christophe Baron, most famously, have made uh, that a great uh, AVA. Uh, but I'm, I, I think uh, him and Kevin Pogue, Kevin Pogue, exactly <laughs> the, the, the rock star from Whitman. That's but, right, uh, the rock star. That's uh, um, but I yeah I think uh, it'll be fun and interesting to kind of get uh, Ali's uh, spin on it and I, I can't wait to taste it and I've tasted it already in terms of what we have in barrel and I'm it's pretty exciting
1: that's really exciting obviously it's like you're expecting parent
3: exactly you know as you, as you can appreciate uh, getting into the wine business is crazy on many levels but uh, part of it is just when you start you're you're you're, you're making decisions and you're creating inventory you're not going to be able to release for years I know <laughs>
1: and I always admired that about winemakers because you're always making something before you're selling the stuff I mean in business plan that's, that's not the way to do it they say
3: yes uh, my day job we you know not that we can get things automatically, but you can't just call the factory and up your order in, in the wine business. <laughs> this is true.
1: Um, but you're in good company. Uh, do you, where's the location? Do you have a tasting room yet? Or? Uh,
3: uh, we're, we have a, a, a the new winery. is uh, It's in, on Pine Street in downtown Walla Walla. Uh, it's the old Whitman Cellars. It's a building I bought oh, from, yeah. from uh, Charles Smith as he outgrew it and moved into his uh, Jet City uh, complex right. down there on Boeing Field. Uh, so that's where the, where the winery is. Um, I have a companion project uh which is a new restaurant in Walla Walla. They'll have a kind of a wine centric room to it. Yes, I'm um, starting a winery was not uh not enough for me. I, I've actually done a restaurant. Let's at double the same down time. and start a hey, restaurant you know, too. One of my colleagues uh uh in the strategy group at Microsoft said that I, I seem to like high beta businesses, which was his uh, High beta test, <laughs> high, uh, by, high beta businesses. <laughs> so
1: fun. Speaking with Mike Martin, uh, the founder, the capital behind the Walls Vineyards in Pine Street in Walla Walla. Um, you're planting an estate vineyard this spring, I imagine. Yes. Uh, or next spring, 2017. So exciting! You're going to have a bunch of varietals on
3: there. Uh, you brought three wines today. Tell me about the wines quickly. Sure. We have a Chardonnay, which is uh, from uh, Columbia Gorge. Uh, we have a Ramparts, a Grenache from Red Mountain, and a and a red. A blend Portuguese style from Red Mountain as well.
1: Awesome. We're going to try that when we come back uh, right here on Happy Hour Radio.
0: A Northwest original. Lars Larson, live, weekdays, noon to three. Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan.
1: All right, Seattle. Hey, Puget Sound, hope you got something great in your glass because it's time for round three, and I have three glasses of wine right in front of me. And if you like wine, folks, you're listening to the right show, but if you want to go out and taste, uh, coming up in two weeks is the Holiday Wine Fest over at the Seattle Center Exhibition Hall, November 12th and 13th. We've got a whole host of uh, wineries, including Treveri Cellars and Maryhill and Mercer and Milbrandt. Oh, my. Three cups. Uh, we've got cider. We've got distilling. We've got Chambers Bay and Copperworks and uh, Sea Spirits. And we've got uh, some fantastic international wines from Banffy and Argentina and Spain and France. And uh, it's going to be really, really fun. Tickets are only $40. HolidayWineFest.com, November 12th and 13th. Uh, it's all benefiting uh, Seattle's org which uh, they go out and harvest uh, neighborhood fruit trees and provide them for shelters and food banks. So we're pleased to partner with cityfruit.org and the Holiday Wine Fest. So, Mike Martin, you've got three wines in front of me. You have a Chardonnay, you've got uh, this Grenache-based blend, and you have a, a very interesting wine blend, which is classic in Portugal, of course, but a bunch of different red varieties that people may not be familiar with. The Walls Vineyards, where that name come from? Uh,
3: well, the original name comes from... A place that was right up the street from where we started making wine, uh, which is the, the state pen. <laughs> la, 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 <laughs> which I I did not know that that was one of its nicknames. But uh, you know, the first thing they they ask you when you start a winery is, "Are you crazy?" And then the next question is, "What's your name?" Uh, and uh, that was uh, looming in the distance, and I, I, we thought we would at least pay tribute to it with a wine, and then as things evolved, uh, we learned that that was one of the nicknames, and we we liked the name so much, we stuck with
1: it. That's fun. I know when uh, we first uh, landed in Walla Walla with our uh, state vineyard ourselves, so we were talking about... I want to do a, a state pen wine project and call it the Warden and Cell Block 8 and the Escape and Solitude and all these things. Are, you could even go even wackier, no, it, I'm it's sure.
3: Exactly. And trust me, we did for a while. But at a certain point, we just kind of pulled back and said that's a, it, it met my criteria because you could say it and spell it. And um, and it's a great story and certainly something long uh, in Walla Walla's history. It's actually a place that predates Washington as a state.
1: Oh, wow.
3: That old? That old. Man.
1: There's some stories. Jeez. Well, uh, let's go on to some wine. I've had that beautiful char, the Arctic char from uh, uh, Chef Ziggy Helgeson, who. I was in town promoting. I still got a piece here, but um, I'm intrigued by the Chardonnay. Chardonnay is one of the wines in Washington that has yet to really fully become an identifiable wine from our state. Merlot, Syrah, Riesling, um, Cabernet, those grapes even Semillon because no one grows Semillon in the world. But here, Chardonnay, we've struggled. Um, I'm tasting it, very pleasant. Uh, it's a brand new release, twenty fourteen. Where's this fruit from?
3: This fruit is from White Salmon uh, Vineyards, which is in Underwood, Washington, out uh, near Hood River. Uh, it's a cooler climate, uh, which will give you that old world, uh, more of a Burgundian style, uh, Acid. which is this th- that preserves those acids. Uh, we uh, we age this and ferment this in in a concrete egg mm. to further kind of. That minerality and that that Christmas, and uh, which I think pairs wonderfully with oysters and Arctic char. I yes, think it uh, does, uh, uh, among uh, other things. Impressive.
1: In this. Uh, inoculate this with a French yeast or something. I. Uh I that's have to a, ask Allie, that's what, an artist question.
3: Yeah, she's she's. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure she'd even tell me what yeast she's using. Oh, Okay, well <laughs> that's proprietary. But they they do. Uh, we do uh, have these beautiful eggs from Nonblo in, in Burgundy that, that
1: really are great. You know, I was in Walla Walla recently, and everyone's got the new egg. I mean, I was, I was so proud of it. It's like yeah, these are all uh, happy roosters, I should say, or even hens with their eggs. Um, and it's really interesting because the egg is all about uh, the the fermentation, um, not only lack of text, but it adds texture, but it doesn't add any flavor. But it also it gives this fermentation cycle. It's because fermentation is bubbling, and you get these currents which help leaves and break down tannins and things like that.
3: It's Yeah, the design of it seems to kind of create this natural motion between the juice and the leaves. And, uh, and obviously concrete is breathable right. to some degree, and it really I, – I would have believed it until I – I tasted both uh, with or without the concrete, and it does make a difference.
1: Interesting. And, uh, well, you know, the chickens worked out with all those eggs, and I'm not sure about the dinosaurs, but it looks like winemaking is going to uh, flourish with the egg. <laughs> and of course, egg fining, but this, is, uh, this might be lightly filtered,
3: right? Lightly filtered. I, it was fined, I think, with some whole milk. <laughs> Organic, I think. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, People beautiful. don't
1: understand that. You can't say it because it's not white. It's clear, and there's no, yeah. how does it
3: happen? Yeah, it just falls to the bottom.
1: Falls to the bottom. Yeah, coagulates, <laughs> precipitates. All right. Second wind. Um, and let's get a price point on this Chardonnay. It's 24 14 It's just called Chardonnay?
3: This is a uh, McGanju. It's actually named after Dr. McGanju, who who helped uh, bring grapes to the Columbia Gorge AVA. Uh, it's uh, $42 and available on our website.
1: All right. And that's... the. TheWallsVineyards.com. The Walls Vineyards. Okay, so second wine is a Grenache-based blend, which, uh, interesting about Grenache in Washington State, one of the first grapes to be grown here in Washington, um, and then sort of abandoned after 25 years, and then all of a sudden, as soon as Syrah hit, right, when the Wine Spectre graciously you know, pr- bestowed us the, the title of Best Next New World Syrah and Country, um, Grenache is really the backbone of all the Southern Rhone wines, and uh, was that your inspiration?
3: Yes, uh, it's called the Ramparts, and I was actually on a trip to the Rhone Valley and was in Avignon, as, which, as you know, is not too far from Chateauneuf-du-Pape, which is, I guess, the spiritual home of Grenache, at least from my perspective, and uh, there's beautiful uh, Ramparts, the Avignon, which are the ancient uh, Roman walls that surround that city when the, the papacy was there, it was used to guard it, and I was just kind of inspired by the connection to, to Grenache and obviously them being walls, very famous walls, and that's why we uh, came up with the name. This is a 93% Grenache, 7% Syrah co-fermented. The Syrah is, uh, gives it that nice dark color uh, and richness, and you can you can taste a little bit of that Syrah in there, but it's uh, primarily a Grenache. Yummy. Yeah. Um, very smooth yeah that uh well red mountain you know you get that heat, and sometimes Garnache can struggle in washington where in you know in cooler cooler years and cooler spots and, uh, and certainly uh red mountain outside of benton city is is a place where you're gonna get that heat and that ripeness and those dark seeds mm
1: um, delicious wine. I'm curious about this Portuguese project. I mean, this is are you, This was your first idea? Like, let's go try something no one's ever really. Well, yeah. Done. I mean,
3: it was both uh, opportunistic and and you know. I think that's part of our brand and what we're trying to create is something for the curious and doing you know uh, doing something a little different uh, when we have the opportunity. Ali had gotten exposure to a, a variety of Portuguese blends that are had that have been on Red Mountain for a number of years. And uh, I tasted them. I had not, I mean, I certainly had had port before, but uh, I, had, I had a few Portuguese red still wines. But I was just blown away tasting them in the barrel, how great they were. And so we decided to kind of uh, create a, a great kind of red blend uh, of all f- four of them. And it's, it's, been a, it's been a big hit. People really, I tell people, uh, uh, you're not going to find another one on the shelf like it.
1: Oh, and um, Tom Hedges—probably a little nod to Tom for yeah, planting. Yeah, absolutely,
3: uh, absolutely. Those grapes—some uh, of the, the the true visionaries uh, of Red Mountain.
1: Because he was pulling that port-style wine out uh, back in 2001, I believe. He's got a big jump on it.
3: Yeah, there's—I think there's actually more of those grapes planted than you may know. I've heard rumors that some people use them strictly for color, but so you may have some cabs out there that might have a little bit in them. Uh, but I think uh, this wine is. Uh, it's, we're really proud of it, and, and people will, once they taste it have been really happy. Right, and so this one's called Stanley Groovy. Stanley Groovy, and he is—he is kind of the the name uh, of the character on the label. We uh, we work with a, a cartoonist, an artist named Joe Dater, who uh, helped us develop the the persona. And he had a similar character uh, named Walter Groovy. Uh, we kind of fell in love with that name. He, we decided to kind of give him kind of a brother or relative approach, and. Um, Kind of looked like a Stanley to us, and it was also a chance for Allie to kind of honor her mentor, Stan Clark, uh, yeah. who, uh, from the from the Walla Walla uh, program out there, who, who tragically died uh, very young, but um, he was instrumental in Allie's development as a winemaker, and it's a nice way to kind of honor joe in helping us with the brand and certainly for ali to pay tribute to somebody very special in their career
1: well this this wine has loads of complexity lots of layers of fruit and very dark purple blue fruit with little tint of black um but i gotta say the polish on these wines is absolutely spectacular they're very very mouth friendly i mean they're smooth and they're they're voluptuous i mean they're they're generous fruit they have nice structure it's not big and bold and like you need to go chew a cab or a a steak with this like you would with some two years in new french oak and it took you 10 years to get there but this wine is drinking like it already has like five years on it i mean it's really really polished
3: no i it's uh it's a great food wine as you say and uh good friends of ours out in walla walla saffron Uh, i like to tell chris and island that uh we were thinking of their, their restaurant and this cuisine when we made it, and it just pairs wonderfully with so many different kinds of food.
1: Well, I, I'm getting hungry. It is Saturday night, after all, and these are delicious wines. So thewallsvineyards.com, you can order them online. Do you have some retail placements we here? We do.
3: We do. We're in uh, Seattle Wine Company out in, um, in Bellevue, a few places in Woodinville, and a few others coming soon.
1: All right well um, I really enjoy it so stick around we're going to chat a little more with uh, Mike Martin, the founder of the Walls Vineyards with the, and uh, his talented team of Allie Mayfield and the winemaking side um, Folks if you're out there in the Twitter sphere we've got a Twitter handle happy HR radio so send me a tweet and I'll tweet you back Stick around folks be right back on happy Hour radio <laughs> Big names, big news. Sean Hannity,
0: weekdays three to six p.m. Talk radio five seventy KVI. It's KVI Want to Know weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle Somalier, Christopher Chan.
1: Welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. (laughs) I want to suck your vines. Hey, uh, welcome back, folks. Time for round four, our fourth and final segment. Uh, Gosh, I, I only have three wines in front of me. There's something out of balance here, but um, I am feeling balanced because my pal Mike Barton, the founder of the Walls Vineyards, right across from me, you're pretty new to Walla Walla. Been there for a couple of years now?
3: Yeah, about uh, I've had a place over there for about six years.
1: Six years. Oh, wow. Well, okay. Good to know. Um, you have some events coming up. I mean, this is, one of their big events is uh, Fall Release Weekend. Do you have something going on?
3: We do. Uh, the Sat Next Saturday, uh, November Fourth, I believe uh, we're going to have uh, Mike Easton, who's uh, helped collaborate with me on a on a separate project from Famous from Il Corvo in James Street in Seattle, great Italian chef. He'll be out with his team, uh, creating some wonderful dishes, uh, probably some pasta. Knowing Mike and grilling as well down at the winery on Pine Street on Saturday. So uh, we'll be pouring some of our new fall releases, which are the Rhone wines, both Syrah. Grenache and a Grenache Blanc coming, Uh, so uh, people are in Walla Walla, come check us out.
1: And that's a big weekend, so if you have a chance, uh, grab a hotel now, (laughs) um, because you've got all the wineries are kind of celebrating, and it's really getting to that festivity season. Obviously, we like to drink bigger wines and perhaps have a little more butter on our bread (laughs) and something juicy to to bite on. Um, Brand new restaurant, you said Passatempo.
3: Yes, uh, Passatempo Taverna Italiana uh, is the old pastime cafe on Main Street. Uh, in Walla Walla, and that's uh, was launched in September. Mike Easton has helped inspire the cuisine and worked on the menu, so it's uh, another reason to go to Walla Walla and check that as well.
1: Excellent. And uh, website again, so thewallsvineyards.com. And yep.
3: then, if I want to learn
1: about your restaurant,
3: uh, Passa Tempo wallawalla.com. Okay. <laughs>
1: so fun. Well, um, Mike Martin, I look forward to getting out there and checking out uh, uh, your winemaker alley and the barrel samples. And um, I will probably miss holiday week or the the fall release weekend, but I will see you probably again in the new year.
3: Fantastic. Thanks
1: for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Thank you. All right. Hey, folks, hope you enjoyed today's show. We had Ziggy, Chef Ziggy uh, Helgeson, who is um, from Iceland. And uh, I still got this char dish here. Um, Luckily, it's served cold, so it's not getting cold. It's really a fabulous dish, and uh, with the little priming wines here that I've got. Um, Really fantastic. I mean, I'm really impressed to see these wines on their first release exuding more fruit profile than um than oak. And I think uh, a lot of wines, you know, the secret was I'd throw, you know, 15 months of new French and it'll be good and no one could tell. But no, really, we're trying to find wines that please the palate. Um if I wanted to chew on some wood, I'll I'll buy French. <laughs> but uh, uh great stuff and um Mike, you told me, you didn't tell me the price on the Stanley Groo- groovy.
3: That is a uh, 45.
1: 45 uh, bucks? Yeah, 45. All right. Bucks. Very interesting. Love it. Well, thank you. And uh folks, you got to join me next weekend or two weekends from now if you if you go to the holiday uh sorry, if you go to the uh, fall release in Walla Walla you come back, get your tickets for the Holiday Wine Fest. It's wine, spirits, food, and artisan gifts, November 12th and 13th at the Seattle Center Exhibition Hall. We've got 20 different wineries um, from Washington and Oregon. We've got 15 different wineries from around the world, Italian, French, um, California. Is that another world? Uh, Of course, uh, Spain and Argentina, Um, It's going to be fantastic. Uh, There's three tasting times from noon to 4 on Saturday and noon to 5 on Saturday. And of course, Saturday nights, the big uh, the big party is uh, five to nine p.m. Uh, you get a complimentary tasting glass, and there's uh, some great bites to sip and sample on. We'll have some non-alcoholic products there, and some of our artisan vendors. This is a time to, to really enjoy yourself. First of all, we're gonna have Glassy Baby there, so they're always coming out with something new and fun. Um, but we've got a couple of restaurants, we've got uh, um, some f- cool holiday gift sets, like from Oil and Vinegar. We'll have Riedel glassware if you want to really dress up your holiday table. You can get some glassware. Um, we've got, uh, well, corks and canvas is really fun. Come on down for 10 bucks. You can spend 25 minutes doing a painting and really relaxing. I was at this uh, painting exhibition uh, at OS Winery a couple weeks ago, and I was just amazed at how fun it looked. I mean, all these people, these well, mostly women, guys, there's a key. If you ever see a painting thing and you're not a winery and you guys are single, check it out. But the, uh, the painting is fun. Corks and canvas is going to be there, they're going to uh, give you a little um, canvas. Uh, well, painting can- blank canvas, and you get to fill in all the color. Uh, perhaps you could even dip your, dip your paintbrush into your wine. I don't know about that, but heck, anything goes on. Hollywinefests uh, dot com. You get tickets. They're forty dollars or forty five bucks for Saturday night. And uh, again, it all benefits cityfruit.org dot org here in Seattle. Looking ahead, um, I'm going to uh, have some interviews from South Africa coming up in uh, in December. And I will be also looking towards the uh, New, Year's, New Year's Eve guide and where to go in Seattle. So we're going to give you some uh, tips and uh, tease you, tantalize you with some fun events that are happening around town. I know if you, the older you get, the less you're likely to go out. But uh, for all those young ones listening to this show, hey, this is this is party central, right? If there's ever a KVI show, this would be the one uh, where we just have a rip-roaring good time. And I hope you had a good time today, folks. Um, happyhourradio.net is our website. See so you ever miss a show. Tell your friends about it and check it out. we got 150 shows so something's going on. It must be good times. And uh, if you're out and about, don't forget the kids, so drive slow. And remember folks, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers!